everybody. Hi. I'm Mike. I'm Jenny. And this is End the Nominees Were, a podcast where we are watching every movie ever nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Yes. We are still doing, uh, what is this, the 45th? 45th, yes, 1972. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still doing it. It feels like we don't do the podcast anymore because uh, it's so long. Like, we record... It's, we're releasing them every other week, and uh, we take that opportunity to basically wait until the last minute. It's true. To watch just any other kind of movie, yeah. basically. Bikers are out. Yeah. The Kira gang came. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's very different from when we did the, the last miniseries where we were mm-hmm. watching just, just five movies a week, it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> and... And every episode had two movies in it, and yeah, well, it's a different time. You know, it's uh, it's summertime when we're recording this and releasing them, and uh, in summertime, it's just harder to watch movies at home. I yeah. feel like uh, I saw this tweet. Uh, someone was talking about how they just went to go see a new movie, and they could just hear the other movie from next door just bleeding into their theater, and mm-hmm. it was like. Why did she was like? Why did I pay, uh, you know, twelve dollars to see this movie? Uh, this is why people just stay home and watch movies in the quiet of their home. And all I and could you think, were like quiet. Yeah, I was like what? As, as, as a, a motorcycle drives. Yeah, by. as a motorcycle is driving by. There's no such thing as a quiet movie at home for. I, I have to imagine anybody that lives in the city. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit better if you're living on like the tenth floor or something like that. You don't get too much of the street noise. Right. But there's still like, uh, you know, especially in summer, either it's a nice-ish day and we don't have the air conditioning on, and we have the windows open, and then you can just hear everything outside, uh, yeah. and then you have the light coming in from outside, mm-hmm. uh, or it's 85 degrees on, and we have to have the air conditioner and a fan on both on high and sometimes i even have a third fan on yeah and it's just there's there's noise everywhere it's ridiculous to watch a movie yeah uh in and then you have to turn the the volume of the movie up to 50 yeah and then if it's a michael mann film then somebody fires guns yeah just one gunshot is louder than anything is 85 yes (laughs) um uh but luckily uh, the movie we watched this week it was uh, subtitled. We didn't That's true. We didn't have to hear it at no, all, but, but we but still st- wound up yeah, turning st- off the fan. Yeah, you still want to yeah. hear everything yeah. that's going on. Uh, you still got to get the you know the nuances of the performances and things like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nuts. <laughs> Although I will say, um, even though I do, I like the performances in this, and mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this argument. But I don't totally disagree with it. Yeah. Um, I hear the arguments a lot that Americans just uh, don't know how to judge performances in other languages. I am. Uh, because we have no idea how the you know how people are actually delivering their lines well it's true but you you, you can tell when they're delivering them with uh, with passion or you know they're acting with their face or whatnot uh, right. it's tough because you you know you can't you don't have the uh, the thing there where you can say well well that uh, that line reading didn't sound authentic to me there's yeah. not that but you can still tell when people have emotions and things like that yeah. Like, um, but all I'm saying is that in another language, it's very hard to tell the difference between, you know, 
James Dean yelling, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> Tommy or Tommy Wiseau <laughs> yelling it. You know? I mean, I guess. They're both trying very hard. Uh, well, you know, I mean, they're both trying very hard, but, uh, I, f- I feel like the, the main difference, well, no, the main difference is that Tommy Wiseau <laughs> is not a very good actor, but apart from that, uh, what's also funny about that is that every line that anybody says in the room is, is dubbed in post-production pretty much. That's true. And so, and, and anything he said when he was really angry on set he just sort of says completely listlessly in the first version. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that's why the line, I did not, is so funny because yeah. he's clearly saying, I did not! Yeah. But it, it, he forgot that he did that when he was recording his lines <laughs> and again. And just had to match it to the amount yeah. of time. Yeah. And and those are the, the performances that are hardest to judge uh, in foreign films, like in certain countries where just everything is, is, uh, dubbed, is dubbed post-production, yeah. like Hong Kong movies up to a certain point, or Italian films from the 70s, and a lot of those Italian movies are, are not very good to start with, right. so it's, you're not really watching them for the acting, you're watching no, them for sure. the, the grisly murders and, <laughs> right. and the lurid colors. Yeah, uh, and, I do know. love the colors. Oh, the colors are wonderful. I watched uh, a Lucio Fulci movie the other day, which I didn't really love it's called the new york ripper but there was one scene uh that was like backstage at a, a sex show it was a really weird thing it was literally people having sex on a stage and you like people paid to go see it and this was supposed to be like in Times square new york and i don't think this ever happened. <laughs> uh but like i believe it yeah it's possible they, they did have all those signs on eighth avenue that well you know they would be like live sex yeah couldn't have all been lying. Uh, that's true. Uh, but it's like backstage and this, you know, the woman who is performing uh, gets killed in her dressing room. Um, and for some reason, I don't know if it's even like diegetic in the thing, uh, her uh, her room is just bathed in green light. Presumably <laughs> like from the neon outside, but I don't think you ever see a light. And so it's just all green all the time. And there's this wonderful shot uh, where like... Uh, the door has been closed to her dressing room and it's like all it's like all dark. You can kind of see still what's happening. But then someone comes in and just opens the door a crack and then it just the room is just bathed in the green light again. And it's just it's insane. Uh, it was wild. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the rest of the movie, not so much. OK, a lot of fair mur- enough. a lot of murders and boobs and, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Uh, today we were talking about the emigrants. Yes, that's true. Yep, it is. How long? Three hours long? It's yes, three, three and hours and like one minute. Long? No, it's oh, okay. yeah, it's just over three hours. Okay, well that's that's it feels three and a half hours long. I'm just gonna put that out there just no. to start with. Um, not in a in a bad way necessarily. It just felt like I was watching just a mini series that was just gonna keep going forever. Yeah, well, uh, one of the things that I uh, I like about it is that it it feels like it, it feels like it's cut down from a much much longer thing but like not even like a six hour miniseries it feels like it's cut down from like just a like a 24 hour uh, it feels like it's cut down from like seven seasons yep. of a tv show yeah there are points in this movie where like i'm pretty sure just entire years pass and there's Really nothing to tell you that it's happened. Yeah, there's, I, I think maybe my favorite, the thing that's stuck most uh, in my mind about this movie is there's, uh, right towards the beginning of the movie, um, well, I guess we should set up yeah, what let's, the movie Yeah, okay. Is. Let's talk a little bit about what this movie is yeah. first. 
So it is a Swedish language movie. Yeah. Um, which interestingly uh, was nominated for best foreign language film the year before this. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, well, the the rules for foreign language film it's basically any country can nominate any film that they make. They they pick the movie and they submit right. it to the Academy, and then the Academy whittles it down to uh, to five movies, and because of the uh, the uncertainties of uh, foreign film releasing in the United States, it's not tied to like a movie's release in the U.S. or anything. Uh, in fact, I think I feel like a lot of times uh, a good amount of the foreign films uh, nominated for best foreign language film don't really get a release in America, at least not in yeah, any until real. After they yeah, are, a lot of times yeah. it's afterwards, mm-hmm. and so then that basically happened here. It, you know, it was nominated by Sweden. It, it's a it came out in Sweden in 1971, and it was nominated by them for that year, uh, and it and it got in, and it was nominated for uh, foreign language film in 1971, and then it was released in America in 1972. And I think what happened is, uh, you know, probably not as many Academy voters as you would like actually make a point to go out and see all the foreign films. <laughs> what I'm it's, shocked. Yeah, especially back then where there were no DVD screeners or anything. Right. They had to go to the theater in L.A. They had to go to the special Academy screenings. I'm yeah. like, fuck that. I'm not going to that. Uh, and then uh, it was released not wide in America, presumably, but it was uh, enough of a release that people actually saw it and went, well, this is amazing. It's, and then it was uh, nominated for best picture yep and then this same year its sequel was then nominated for best foreign language film yes because that movie came out in 1972 in sweden right okay yep very very interesting yes uh not really the plot of the movie no but i just wanted to i just wanted to mention that for everybody because i think it's interesting it is really interesting it is uh the only movie there have been uh, multiple movies nominated for Best Foreign Language Film and Best Picture, and this is the only one not to win either. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think. At least yeah, that, up I, to that no, point. I, right. Yeah, yeah. This was the third foreign language film to be nominated for Best Picture. Okay. After... Yeah. There were two Italian ones, right? No. It was no. Uh, The Grand oh, Illusion. Were those all later? Oh, okay. Grand yeah. Illusion is a good movie. It's very good. That was back in the 30s, and that was one of the years when they had, like, 10 nominees or something. Okay. And then uh, the second one was just in 1969. is a movie called Z. Okay. Which is a sort of like pan-European uh, uh, thriller. It's like, it's French and Italian and Greek. Uh, the, the director's Greek and uh, uh, it's supposed to be very good. I haven't seen okay. It. Cool. Yes. Yep. Um, the Emigrants, though. It is mm-hmm. the story of some emigrants. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, they are... They're from a small town in Sweden, and they live on a shitty farm that's all rocks, mm-hmm. um, and they can't grow anything because their their farm's just full of huge rocks. Yeah, every single time they plow something, they have to move rocks out of the way. Yeah, they find new rocks every single all the time, time they till their land. The very beginning of the movie is the dad, the patriarch, uh, just breaking his leg trying to move one of these big rocks mm-hmm. and his wife has to come and just firemen's carry him out of the field yeah just right over her shoulders like and then, a boss uh and then his leg is broken the entire rest of the time right, like, apparently oh i mean i guess it just never you know i guess it just it never, never healed, healed. Yeah. yeah but um and it's funny because like one of the things about the way that time moves in this movie is you know he's talking about how 
you know, he's talking to his his oldest son. I honestly don't know what the parents' names are, but they're not actually really big characters in this movie. No, it's so it doesn't true. matter. I don't remember that. Uh, but he's talking to his names. oldest son, uh, Carl Oscar. Mm-hmm. You know about how oh well he's going to have to take over this farm. He's inheriting this farm, and you know he should find a wife. And Carl Oscar's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then immediately, yeah. Gets- well, this, yeah, this is what I. This is one of my favorite things that sticks in my head because, uh, yeah, he sa- uh, says uh, to the guy says to his son, "Hey, you should get married." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I will someday." And then the very next shot is uh, Liv Ullman, who plays his yep. wife. Uh, just swinging in a swing for like a full like two minutes or something yep. and then there's a shot of him coming up from behind and kissing her and then the next shot is she's sitting on bed and she's, on a like bed, pregnant. And she's pregnant yep. and she gets up and like tends to their all they there's already yeah, a baby already, right exactly so it's like wild. they just they just uh plow through uh like at least a year or so yep. of they're like their lives. they're like you understand this part you don't need yeah. to know, you don't need to know this and then like the but, very next shot after that like their child, their child, they're both of their children are like four and five. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. another baby on the way. Yeah, and I do want to stop to say um, about her introduction in this movie uh, is that for one thing, apparently I don't know if it was this one, but I saw multiple uh, references to the fact that uh, one of the shots of her swinging on the swing took two days to film, <laughs> and so I imagine yeah. it's that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but also she's full on introduced like she's Princess Buttercup. <laughs> it's like it's like he's talking about yeah I'm sure I'll be able to find a pretty girl and then there's like a hard cut to her like when they talk about Buttercup being the most beautiful girl in the world <laughs> and I was like I buy this oh this, yes because yeah. uh, she is she's beautiful oh Liv Ullman is great Liv Ullman is, yep. is, is staggering yeah no. mm-hmm. she this is only this I think this it's got to only be the second thing I've ever seen yeah I've read, seen Persona but, and this yeah but but she is very good in both of them yeah. even though. Uh, as we'll get into, I'm not a huge fan of Christina as a character, but, <laughs> okay. but we'll get to that. Um, so uh, yeah, and so it's the two of them. Yeah, and they're their enormous the, family that's always right. growing. There's They've always got at least child. like I don't know, uh, twelve, thirteen kids. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. And, then, and it's just their life in uh, in Sweden in like the early-ish 1800s, maybe even like the 1850s or so. It's never really uh, clear. Except uh, uh, every once in a while, a character will be like, hey, did you hear they have trains? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Un- until they're talking about America, it's very unclear to me when this all, all takes place. Because yeah. they all live, they just all live on this farm and it's very rustic. And yeah. they don't have like, you know, well, I guess they have, do they have electricity? No, I don't think it they do. It doesn't look like they no. do. Um, yeah, yeah they they live a very rural existence. Right. They don't have a lot of stuff. But it's uh, they also... Well, it's. I feel like the the people around them definitely their their community. They don't feel the need to have so much of. They feel like this is our lives. This is right. how we do things. It does seem like uh, Carl Oscar, played by uh, Max von Sydow, maybe wants something a little bit. He's he's pretty much he's pretty tired of uh, failing at everything. Right. Failing at like uh, basic human needs. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, like it seems like uh, their their diet is basically I don't know wheat soup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way. It's like all they grow. Is just yeah, they wheat. they grow wheat, uh, and yeah. it seems like they don't grow enough wheat to be able to sell any to buy meat. Yeah. So, well, they have cows, but they, they need the cows, cows for yeah, milk. For milk. 
They're ve- they're very attached to milk. <laughs> um, they get really upset when they are on the boat and they can't have any milk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So milk is important. Nobody yeah. ever seems to have any cheese though, or any meat. I mean, it would take too long to make cheese. Yeah. Uh, that's like m- that's like months worth of milk that you're just throwing away. That's true. And they have like fifteen children to feed, or something like that. Um. But yeah, so there's the two of them, and then there's also uh, Carl Asker's younger brother, mm-hmm. Robert, who, because they're a poor family, he basically gets sold as a farmhand to some jerk. Yeah, and he's uh, not very good at no, being he's a farmhand. Not. He's basically uh, a, a lazy bones. He is. He likes to read. Yeah, he likes to read. Uh, it seems to be very smart. It seems like these might be the only person who knows how to read. It does, yeah, it does uh, sort of give that impression. But then, like, where did he learn it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, somebody had to teach uh, him to read. But yeah, he likes to read books about America and, yeah. like, science and stuff and just sit by rivers. Yeah, right. Those seem to be the things he's interested in. Yeah. Uh, Which, like, I identify with that. Yeah. Uh, he does uh, kill a cat. But he seems very upset about it. Yeah, it didn't seem like he wanted to kill a cat. No, it was basically it, uh, like, one like, of these years where they're like, we literally don't have any Like, food. we can't feed this cat. Yeah, we have to feed the cat food to the babies. Uh, yeah, right. So they won't die. We yeah. have 21 children. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, so Robert works for this dick mm-hmm. um, who who once hits him in the head when he's being lazy and busts up his whole eardrum and he's sick forever. Um, but he has a best friend who's dumb, mm-hmm. uh, named Arvid, right? Yeah, 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 Arvid. Yeah, and he's uh, he's a gentle soul. Um, the the terrible lady that they work for uh, told everybody in the town that he fucked a cow, and so nobody likes him because yeah. um, because of that. So so he all they they all want to get out of here. Basically, they want to get out of Dodge. Is is what the, all these people have in common? Yeah. So there's uh, all these uh, characters who, uh, well, actually, it's it's, it's really Robert's uh, dream to move to America. Right. Uh, he, I'm not yeah, sure where he thinks he's gonna get the money to do it, but. Uh, well, it, yeah, it, it seems like initially he's planning to like save money somehow from being yeah. a farmhand, except he sucks at it. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go there anymore because they keep beating him up. Yeah. Um. So. So then, well, we, we've skipped part of it, so we'll have to go back. But he goes to Carl Oscar and is like, hey, uh, I want you to sell my share of the farm so I can go to America. Mm-hmm. And Carl Oscar's like, I want to go to America. Yeah. <laughs> so This is after uh, one of their children uh, dies. Dies, yeah. Yeah. From eating too much porridge. Yep. Literally, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's quite ironic that they're, they're always on the verge of never having enough food, and then this child eats too much food and yep. then dies. And yeah, and her like stomach explodes or something. Yeah, yeah. it's unclear, but but uh, it seems basically like that's yeah. what happened. Uh, and it's and they're all very uh, saddened by it. But then uh, but then Christina's uh, pregnant with their thirty uh, fifth child. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I guess we can go to America. Like, she's she's just tired. She, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's funny because they they're always, you know, she has a good point uh, on multiple occasions. She's like, "Hey, maybe we should stop boning and stop having children we can't feed." And he's like, "Forever." <laughs> 
And then she's like, well, I mean, I guess not. So then they have uh, 20 more children. But yeah, but all the time she's just, she's just always like, you're blaming me for having these children when I wouldn't be having these children if you wouldn't stop sexing me yeah. and uh and he's like i i, I never blamed you for having yeah, these children like, I, I like our children <laughs> yeah we just have a lot of them and i point it out every once in a while right <laughs> yeah but she does have a good point that if if he's going to be stressed out by how many children they have maybe they should have a little bit less sex that's true um i i was very interested uh in their relationship in this movie carl oscar and christina because uh you know they they skip the entire uh courtship right and, like how they and, know and, each yeah, other wooing and, and everything uh and you're kind of left with the impression that like you know there was a free woman and a free man <laughs> and like they just get together because that's kind of what you do yeah you just make more uh more humans and that's about it yeah and uh, i think it's very interesting that at, at no point i don't think either of them ever say that they love each other but they clearly both care for each other a lot right and i just i just thought it was interesting because it's so different from uh you know a more a, a modern a relationship, even a more traditional one, there's still like a sense that you should like be madly in love with each other, and I don't know if they would ever say that about each other. Right. It's just like, yeah, I like I like her. She's she's right there. She's all the time. Uh, we we take care of our care of our children. She's great. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. It's like she's pretty. She takes care of her kids. She she works on this shitty farm, and and yeah, she's good. I like that mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Uh, and it does feel like uh, a, a lot she gets kind of upset uh, about maybe not being uh, appreciated. Right. Uh, but uh, but then uh, Carl Oscar always seems to smooth it over pretty much. He's never like a hard man to her. Right. You know? He's just sort of practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, like, all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, it feels like, except not because this movie's long, uh, there's all of a sudden a... Uh, hard cut to this dude that you have not met before Daniel who yeah. is um, apparently Christina's uncle or something yeah yeah uh, but but has never been mentioned before this point in the movie and he is a he is a preacher but he yes. is not allowed to be a preacher yeah because, he basically yeah. Uh, invented his own uh, Christian sect yeah basically. and has been uh, preaching to people without uh Seems like without the state's approval, it seems right. like uh, religion is tied very much to uh, to the state of Sweden. Uh, yeah. At this point. Yeah, it seems to be like a uh, like a class thing. Mm-hmm. Like and um. And he and he's uh, in in the couple of scenes uh, introducing Daniel. He's he like brings these these uh, accusations against like the town priest of like corruption, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like selling, uh, yeah, they sell, sell like, wine or something yeah, like out of the church, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. And take bribes and I don't know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and they are mad at him because one of the people that he's giving, uh, his, you know, communion that he's not allowed to give to is a former prostitute. And mm-hmm. they're like, you're consorting with these unclean women. And she's like, 
her name is Ulrika, mm-hmm. and she's wild. Yeah. I loved her. She she's a she's wild nuts. character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but she like gets all up in the priest face, like like you should be able to talk. You can't call anyone unclean when you come to me with your unclean pecker or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like uh, yeah, tremendous. Yeah. What a lady! Yeah, and and I and I love the way this happens. Basically, following uh, Karl Oscar and his family for like forty five minutes, and then it like fades to black, and then up comes like a title like a, card, right? Like it, like literally, like a title, uh, and it's like the I, I don't even know like what the it's trial called. of yeah. of <laughs> Farmer Daniel Alfredson or something. Yeah, like and that. it's and it's like this little fifteen minute short film. Yeah, just in, in the, the middle movie, of the and movie. it even feels like a different movie. Like yep. it, it's. Like everyone's emotions are so much more heightened. There's a lot of yelling. It's yep. uh, the camera work is even a different kind of, and and it's just and it's just wild. And then it like uh, fades to black again, and then like talks a bit more about. There's like a just explanatory text about yeah, about how uh, he was sentenced, that, yeah, and stuff like that. And then just he like knocks on the door. Yeah, he just of shows Carl up Oscar's in the house. main plot. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but they're like, yeah, I think we should go to America too. <laughs> and then eventually, there's you know, there's a, a good amount of them, and they all yeah. uh, are able to sort of pool passage together right. on this ship. Yeah, they hook together like a wagon train, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and uh, drive like a horse cart down to the the coastal town. And that is the first ninety minutes of the movie. Yeah, like exactly in the middle, uh, they they get to the coast, and then the next uh, part of the movie is all their journey. They're, it's it's all their journey, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're on they're on this boat for mm-hmm. a long time, and it's terrible. Yeah. Um. Yep. Everybody is just crammed into these little uh, holes. In the bottom yeah, everybody. Of boat. Everybody sleeps like two or three. Yep, three people in a like, bed. In yeah. a bed, and they like they're separating families and stuff. For some reason, Carl Oscar has to go sleep with uh, with his brother, and yeah, his whole family weird. has to go sleep in some other room entirely. Yep. And it's just uh, an awful trip. There's uh, there's lice and yeah. there's uh, and Christina uh, there's, uh, blames um, Ulrika for bringing the lice. Yeah, because she hates her because she was a prostitute apparently. Yep, and Ulrika's like, "What? I have lice." Show me, show me where I have lice. Yeah, and she, she just pulls her to, whole top yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, she's like, find the lice. And Daniel's there, like, no, don't, don't give in to pride. Yep. And she, and but she's so angry. She's like, she's accusing me of bringing lice. I want, I want her to, to kneel to me and apologize. <laughs> and um, and Chrissy is like, I would rather die. Yeah. And uh, it's like. These these ladies are real stressed out. Honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's uh, tensions are running high for very good reasons. Yeah. You know, we've all say, we all say some things. It's, <laughs> when we're covered yeah. in lice, we yeah. all say some things. Yeah. When when like the old man dies right next to us, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The people die on this on this boat, yep. and they just gotta chuck them into the ocean. Yeah. It's it's wild. Um, yeah. Daniel's wife dies. Mm-hmm. Like she gets. I don't know what scurvy maybe or something like that. I'm not really yeah, sure. No, I think I, she I think says, but I can't remember uh, what it is. Scurvy. Yeah, and she doesn't want him to know because mm-hmm. like he's convinced that because they are Christians and you know because of their belief that one they won't get seasick. Yeah. Um, and then they all do mm-hmm. uh, except Ulrika, so he thinks that she's like 
touched by God, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also that uh, when they get to America, they'll all be the- able to speak perfect English. Yep. Yeah, he's a real zealot, and he really uh, doesn't have a lot to, to back it up with. No, nope. He's just like, but but we believe so hard. Just yeah. believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, because I feel like whenever you see a character like that, uh, in movies, uh, for the most part, they're like uh, they're they're a charlatan. They're they're right. like uh, you know trying to build people out of their money. But he is a real true believer. Yeah, he of seemed, this. Uh, yeah, he he's just nonsense. And like it's it's kind of good because you know it would be one thing if you're just like oh this dude's crazy mm-hmm. and uh, this is gonna suck for everybody. But like he means well. Yeah, you know he doesn't. He's not like doing anything bad with this um this devotion that mm-hmm. you know people have that like f- decided to follow him to America you know? yeah and uh, and it's a and it's an interesting contrast with uh Carl Oscar who I feel like at many at multiple times he's just like God sucks we live on this stupid uh, rocky thing we don't have any food what's the point of God if he's just gonna if, if everything is gonna be horrible all the time yeah. and Christina's always telling him not to blaspheme yes and uh, and that's why God hates them yeah it's, beca- it's because <laughs> Carl Oscar's always talking smack yeah about it's him. a vicious it's a vicious cycle you yeah know? yeah. And then uh, Christina gets sick a couple of times. First, she gets seasick, and she's like, "Oh my God, I'm not gonna make it. I'm gonna die on this boat." Mm-hmm. And Carl Oscar's like, y- y- "Don't be such a goddamn drama queen." <laughs> and, and then she gets better, and then she gets sick again, and we don't know what it is, but just just blood is just pouring out of her <laughs> nose for no reason yeah. for like what seems like two days, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "Nope, this is it. This is it. I can see the light. It's happening." Yeah. And nope, she she lives. She lives again. Yeah, but that's she, when that's she just when. had like ocean fever. I, I, yep. I yeah maybe space madness. She had space madness. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's when um, Daniel's wife just suddenly dies. Yeah. And he's like, she never told me that she was sick. And it's like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is this kind of trip. This is the way that this goes. Yep. So. Um, and they have a uh, they have a nice ceremony for her. It's interesting because. Uh, someone else dies towards the beginning of this boat trip, and you see like uh, like the the deckhands and stuff come uh, like wrap wrap them in a cloth, yeah, and then just they come back and they don't have her anymore, <laughs> uh, and so clearly they just dumped them off, <laughs> d- yeah. dumped them off the side of the boat. Yeah, which I guess makes me wonder if you know if they just didn't show us that like if they had a ceremony for this girl and mm-hmm. didn't show it because they didn't think it was important I mean there's there's, there's plenty of things that this movie doesn't uh, show right us, exactly uh, so. or you know like maybe they did have a ceremony or if maybe uh, Daniel insisted on having this ceremony yeah. for his wife because you know he is religious and stuff like that and yeah yeah I don't know there's a speech um, and he's sad um, and and then they throw her off the boat. Yeah. So, yep. Which I mean, I, I keep saying that like that's a weird, but that's, but that's how that's right. how you that's do like, things. Really, on a boat. it's yeah, it's the only, it's the only solution. Yeah. yeah. When you're on a when you're on a transatlantic voyage exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's um, the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. They didn't have freezers then. No. Do you think they do that now? If you're if like somebody dies on a cruise, do you think they have like a like a meat locker and they put the body <laughs> in it until they like? Well, I feel like uh, most. Well, I, yeah, I guess uh, if you're on like a transatlantic voyage, it's go- it's gonna be a couple of days. I feel like most cruises, it's you know only like one or two days between ports on like right. most pleasure cruises. But yeah, I guess if you're riding across the Atlantic, you're gonna be on there for at least a week or so. Uh, they've got 
Do you think they, think they have a morgue? Uh, I mean, that's what I don't know. Like, I, that's I'm I'm now really curious about this. Yeah. If anybody knows the secret workings of transatlantic cruises, yeah. please please tweet us at Nominees Pod. The the secret meat lockers. <laughs> the secret meat lockers. Of Carnival Cruise Lines. Yep. Mm-hmm. Specifically uh, that. Yes, I, specifically. Yeah. We know they're up to something. <laughs> um. So yeah, but then they 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 find America eventually. They mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first, uh, they're on a boat for a solid hour of this movie, and then they get, they get to America. In our last episode, uh, I was like, I'm not even sure they get to America, yeah. the first movie. And they do, they get to America, but they still don't really get to where they're going to no. until the very end of the movie. No. They decide arbitrarily, because they didn't have anywhere in mind to go, mm-hmm. uh, they decide to go to Minnesota because... Uh, I, th- I think it's just someone on the boat, right. uh, their the, nephew the, or something. Yeah, they're, in. the older couple, their son lives in Minnesota, and mm-hmm. he wrote to them and said that he had a 150-acre farm. Yeah, and he was doing very which well. Which is kind of true. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's the guy the guy who dies. Yes. And the, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they're like, well, I mean, I guess we'll go we'll go see this guy. Yeah. So we know somebody who lives in America now, because they didn't. They didn't mm-hmm. know anybody. Yeah, they take a big, long uh, train journey and then a, a, a steamboat. I was yep. going to say riverboat, but they're probably going across uh, a lake. Lake Michigan that's, or that's, something. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and yeah, and it's slightly better than the boat, but it's still not great. Nope. Uh, is it on? Well, uh, when they're on the train, they run out of food. Yeah, uh, that happens. Um, and then uh, I mean, there, there's a good scene on the on the riverboat where they're given um, they're given their their meal for the day. And it's like awful, like uh, like watery corn. St- and it's right. just like slop and gloop, and uh, and then the uh, the rich people on the boat have like entire like pigs, and, yeah, and just right. like just they just bring like an entire apple tree on board, and they're just <laughs> they're just lounging in their uh, their yeah. opulence chairs yep. or whatever. Everybody's got parasols and yeah, shit. and everyone's uh, and like uh, the Swedes are like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? Why don't we? Can we get out of this food? And uh, and they're all upset because uh, you know they've been pitched America as this place where there is no class system, right, exactly. Where you can make something of yourself, where you can be somebody. And and uh, uh, someone says something I think to Robert is like, yep. didn't didn't you tell me like they didn't have uh, rich people? They they didn't have aristocrats right. in America. And he's like, um, uh, I think they they do, but like you can become one. I yeah, think. right. Is basically what he said. He's like. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess they've just been here long enough to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is, like, fair a little, yeah, bit, a little bit, honestly. It's a little bit how it works. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, da 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 And then, uh, and then Daniel's baby gets sick uh, mm-hmm. while they're on the, on the riverboat, and so they just bum rush the rich people's, uh, like food delivery to, yeah. to because they need milk and eggs and stuff. They need to feed this baby, but it doesn't work. And then the baby dies, mm-hmm. and uh, and Daniel is like, "Well, he's just so chill about it. He's just, I mean, he's sad, but he's so chill. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, God, you know, you said not to make idols of anyone, and and I idolized my daughter, so like, fair play to you, <laughs> yeah, for taking my daughter, yeah, like, oh, okay, all right." <laughs> Oh, and speaking, well, not speaking of which, but can we comment on the fact when, uh, on the boat, when, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Christina and Ulrika have this, like, tension, they hate each other and stuff, uh, 
there's at least one scene where they're both, uh, you know, the people are going to and from the galley because they have to take turns, you know, cooking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, and Carl Oscar and Ulrika like brush past each other, and she like kind of is like gives a like she's a very attractive woman. She gives him a little smirk, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, don't bone that lady, Carl Oscar. Yeah. Do not do it. And then it never comes up again. Yeah, so, I don't think uh, yeah. he does. No, I don't. Th- well, I don't think he does. But it, but it it just made me wonder if it was a dangling plot point, if it was going to come up again. I don't know. It might and, be. There's yeah. uh there's plenty more uh, movie to come. Although it uh. I should say that you know there's these movies. It's the immigrants in the new land, but they they are. I mean, I haven't seen the new land yet. Uh, We haven't, obviously. Yeah, we didn't want to watch it before we recorded this episode because we didn't want to mix the plots together. into one big stew of mm -hmm. plot. But my understanding is that they they do really feel like two separate movies. Okay. Uh, And and like I this does feel like a complete film to me. Yeah, it does. Uh, like it ends, and you, you're sort of feeling like this is the beginning of another story. Right. But it does it does feel like an ending. It feels yeah. like you know. It doesn't feel like you need the sequel. Yeah. The fact that there is a sequel kind of makes you go, oh well, I wonder what happens next. To, what horrible yeah. tragedy befall <laughs> these people next? Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. But it 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 does have an ending. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Oh so, uh. But back on. This, you know, this tension that mm-hmm. the, the two uh, women have. Um, yeah, so um, when they're getting on, like, they've gotten off the, the boat for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. remember what. A stopover, probably, yeah. or something. P-break, yeah. whatever. Right. Uh, and they misplace one of their 85 children. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah, and almost like have to miss the boat because like Christina is like I have to, I'll have to stay behind. I have to find this baby. And uh, uh, Car- Carl Oscar is also concerned, but I feel like his attitude is almost a little bit like we have eighty four yeah, more right. children. He's, like he's literally he's he's like he's like we can't stay here. The rest of our children are on the yeah. boat. <laughs> and uh, so it seems like you know he's gonna get back on the boat mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna stay here and look for this. This one child, yeah, and then Ulrika comes running up with with, with the baby, yeah. like in her arms, and she was and like, she's she, like, yeah, she's, we're just yeah, hanging out. We're just uh, no, well, she, it's not wait. even that, but it it doesn't seem like she left the boat to look for her, yeah, which is what's the one thing that's weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so also she maybe was already hauling ass to catch this boat, and <laughs> I don't happen to see, yeah, and she's like, yeah, she was she was hanging out on the shore playing with shells, yeah, yep. I was like, well, okay, and then Christina's like. You're all right, you're all right, lady. Yep. You found my child, and, and that settles that. Yep. So I don't know. So then they're the best of friends, apparently. Uh, you know, for for now. For now, we'll yeah. see. I don't. I don't know if anybody's the best of friends in this movie at all. No, they're all kind of getting on each other's nerves. But they're also all just like, well, this is what we have to do. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then they finally get up to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and um, they go see and, this couple's uh, son. Well, actually, they don't well, even know that it's uh, that it's him. They're just like knocking on a door, like, "How do we get to this town?" Right. Uh, we don't speak English. Yep. Yeah, Robert's got this book of English, um, but he, you know, he doesn't speak. Very he doesn't well. speak it very well. Um, you know, you can like kind of understand what he's trying to say but but most people cannot yeah and uh, and he can't re- understand what they're saying back to him mm-hmm. which is the problem so um, they wind up staying with like a preacher mm-hmm. like a, a 
I almost said a real one. Um, but, um, but like a nice uh, American guy who like feeds all of them and stuff and is nice to them and gives them directions. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you you can walk there from here. It's three days. (laughs) Which I mean, you know, in the 1850s, that's just what you had to do if you had to go go anywhere. I guess, but you didn't have a horse. Like, no, that's true. It kind of made me wonder how this guy wound up living there in the first place though. You know, well, you know, what made him decide to walk for three days from the nearest town? Well, the, the area that at least Carl Oscar, uh, and family are living in seems to be just as remote. I guess that's true. uh, Like, I think, feel like they describe it as being on like the outskirts of this town, which is like itself pretty, like one of the more remote in that region, right. whatever. Uh, I did like a little research on my own, just curious because we kept kept mentioning place names, and I was curious whether those places were still around and like kind of. And it's they 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 live in sort of the south of Sweden, so they were kind of near the coast. the The journey from their town to the coast wasn't that long, but it was still probably like a week or so right. in their time. Um, but there, and, at least, they had horses and stuff. Yeah. You know, they got to ride in a cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, they just have to walk through the woods. Yeah. Yeah, there's days. no roads. The, yeah. There's, like, kind of a path. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they go, they f- are trying to find this town, and they knock on this guy's door, and it turns out he's the son of uh, of this uh, family, yeah. and uh, and his mother is still there. Yeah, he's and like, she's like, he opens the door, like, with a gun pointed yeah. at them, and his mom comes up and is like the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing here? Um, and, uh, and of course, it's it's one of the scenes you see in all those movies where, uh, you know, someone writes to their family is like, oh yeah, I'm doing real yeah, well. Right. I got a big business. And of course, uh, they always find out. Uh, but then, I, I just love, uh, you know, he's opened the door and there's just like a whole group of people here yeah. and he's like, um, come in, sweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Nice to to have some fellow Swedes here. <laughs> uh, can't really fit you all in my house, but we'll right. see what we could do. Yeah. And then uh, they're looking for a place to start their town. I think Daniel thinks he's going to start some like you know uh, religious uh, commune or right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they find a good place to uh, to put the town. And Carl Oscar's like, eh, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, and they're like, "What the fuck? This is perfectly fine land." And he's like, "Yeah, it's fine. I came three thousand mi- three thousand miles. Uh, I can I can walk a few more miles." <laughs> and he does, and he and he finds a place, and he's like, "Yep." And he writes his name uh, in the in the tree. Yep. And he sits there, and uh, that's the movie. Yep. And that's and yep. he he's in the new land. Yeah. Yep. Where presumably they will have. 300 more children. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, give birth to the entire population of Minnesota. You know what? I, it checks out, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I guess I never really thought about it. Um, is there, this is a thing I didn't look up. Is there really like a, you know, Swedish roots sort of in that area? Oh, yeah. Big, is it a big Swedish immigration It is. Area? Like Scandinavia in general. Um, I mean, you've seen Fargo, right? Yes. Yeah, like everybody in that uh, uh, town is named like Lundegaard and... Uh, That's true. I guess I never really thought and about like it. And like there, there's uh, I th- uh, one of the, like the old guy in that town, he's got like a like a kind of a Swedish accent. Yeah. Uh, I think if I remember right, Marge's last name is like Gunderson. Yeah, Gunderson. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah it's, it's kind of a... Uh, a trope. I don't know 
like how much it is, but uh, but it seems like more Swedes have settled there, and in like the ge- that general area, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, even uh, Illinois to an extent, mm-hmm. uh, than like any place else. Uh, it's it's the closest American land gets to like southern Sweden, you know. Okay. In a way, it's very there's a lot of lakes and yeah. Uh, yeah, and it gets pretty cold in the winter time. <laughs> I read that um, when they were trying to, when they were filming this movie, they couldn't find a spot in America that was both undeveloped enough and could support filming. Yeah, uh, and I believe, yeah, all of those scenes uh, by the the lake in Minnesota were just filmed in another part of Sweden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's interesting because... uh, like obviously, like places look like that all over, but like the just the the trees and stuff felt like America yeah, to it me did. Mm-hmm. more than the other part of, uh, of I, Sweden that they're in at the beginning. I do think that that's just part of just the way it was shot. Oh yeah, you know? like they sp- they deliberately found two very different looking you know places. Yeah, uh, in contrast. Yeah, like the the town that they come from, you know, looks very even when it's uh, uh, like not winter. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's not winter, but it feels yeah. like it's winter there all the time. But it's always overcast. It's, yes, they right. They shoot it's, on, it's like, ru- gray days. Yeah. And then when they are in this, you know, American... Uh, and when they're supposed to be in Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, everything is very, like, pink, you know? Yeah, or green. And, like, yeah, yeah like, green. Yeah, the trees are very, very green. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's kind of sunny. It's not, it's, it's not portrayed as, like, this magical land, but it does no. seem like to have, like, a... A different feel, maybe a little bit of a glow about right, it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Looks like a nice. Uh, it made me want to. It made me want to go hang out by a lake. <laughs> yeah, the all the, oh, the yeah, just that that last part where Carl Oscar's just like kind of like sits down next to yeah. his tree that he's claimed. It just it just looks very nice. It does. It Makes me want to have a picnic. Right. Yeah. Yep. And they, you know, they have a picnic. Uh, they do, in this movie, yeah. Right uh, after they um, have landed in New York or wherever, and um, yeah, they just have a picnic, mm-hmm. which is nice. They get to because they get to eat real food, mm-hmm. um, probably for the first time in years. <laughs> yep, yeah, it feels that way. They don't um, have to just inhale wheat dust uh, <laughs> instead of eating food. Yeah, they get to have milk. They're very excited yeah. about it. Yep. He like covers her eyes when he brings the milk, and he's like, "Smell this, it's <laughs> milk." Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Robert and Arvid have an adventure in like the worst, most hellish-looking market in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, Ar- Arvid is just sort of like staring at this uh, this drunk passed out in the, the alleyway, <laughs> yeah. and is like getting close to like poking him, yeah, right. or something. And then the guy wakes up, and then like ah, and they run away. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when they first land in America, it is somewhat portrayed as a bit of a hellhole. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's not better than where they were before. No, no. but uh, they have a nice picnic, and then they get on a train, and they hate the train. Yeah, they hate the train ride. They can't open the windows or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if have you ever been on a train with like no air conditioning and you can't open the windows? I haven't. I've never. I've never taken a long train ride. No, that's not true. I've taken the longest train ride I've ever taken is like four and a half hours or so. Uh, it's uh, it's awful. It messes with my head. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Air, air pressure. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But the where they wind up looks nice. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully yes. it'll. And uh, we didn't mention that uh, Robert keeps talking about how he wants to uh, press on to oh, yeah, California. To California. Uh, 
Uh, to do what? Who knows? Just he's heard that California is very nice. And you know what? Like, I, 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 I like to think that uh, he'll get there and he becomes like the first uh, surfer dude on Venice Beach. That's, <laughs> that's really his ambition. Like, that's that, true. that doesn't exist yet. Is yeah. He just wants to like live and chill. Yeah. And and not have to work too hard. I would have actually I guess this is fair. He's never um because I was like I assumed he would become like, you know, a beat poet. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but he never seems to show any interest in like writing. He just likes to read a lot. He likes to know a lot of things. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. And then tell other people about them so he so he can see not yeah. necessarily so he can seem smart, but yeah, probably that's part bit. of it. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of characters like that, they would have like a secret creative soul or like be yearning right. to do something. And he doesn't really have a yearning to do something. But he also, I don't know, he doesn't feel like a, just a complete shit to me. No, it, just, it seems it, like, like he wants to see things. Yeah, you know, he, wants, new things. he just he wants, wants to experience new things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I totally uh, sympathize with just like, just not wanting to just be the person that everyone expects you, you know? Yeah. Like, there's there's no alternatives, right? right. He's like, yeah, he you, knows he doesn't want to be a farmer. Yeah. And, so and, and like, everyone. Community that yeah, everyone's around is like, literally everyone farms. Yeah. No one you know does not farm. Exactly. Like, you have to be a farmer. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are all essentially, too, they're like sustenance farmers. Yeah. You know, they're literally, they're not like selling their. Yeah, there's never any soup. scenes at like a market or anything. Maybe they they you know sell some. I mean, uh, you never see any indication uh, that they could survive for one year on, right. on what they have. So clearly, they're doing something, but we we don't really know what it is because yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assumed that in their town, like everybody barters. Yeah, it, it has that feel, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'll trade you this this oxen for three buckets of milk. I don't know. <laughs> that, that would be a terrible trade. Yeah. That would be poor. But a like, poor deal. Yeah. Well, like, uh, Robert is supposedly getting a, a salary from this uh, farmer, but, like, what could he possibly spend it on? He yeah. gets, like, a uh, room and board there. Right. And, like... I mean, I guess he buys those books. Yeah, that's true. You know? He gets that, um... The, well, he has that natural science book, but he gets mm-hmm. that book about America. Yeah. And then, you know, later on when they're traveling, he buys that book of English and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He, so he must have the money still. I don't know. Yeah. We didn't talk about uh, how he was a fugitive, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like uh, basically sold to an extent to this yeah. farmer and he runs away after he's like beaten uh, yeah. severely. He runs back home. And they hide him. They they get him to like another house. I think I, I don't actually. I don't even remember. They, they yeah. They talk about that. They talk about him going to stay with Christina's parents, who mm-hmm. live in a different town or district or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that ever actually happens mm-hmm. though, or if they they just kind of give up and they're like, well, we're going to America anyway. Let's just hide. Yeah, him I don't really remember uh, how that's uh, all resolved. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that was the movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say I really enjoyed it. Um, but I liked it more than I expected to. There were parts of it that I was just like like just just put these people out of their misery. Just end See, their it's suffering. Fun. Like there there like, is so much like hardship in this movie, but at least to me it didn't ever feel like like misery porn. It didn't feel like 
uh, I don't know, like, some movies, like, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, the movie Precious. It seems mm. like they're just, like, heaping shit upon shit <laughs> on, like, the main character just to watch him suffer. Right. And it didn't feel like that to me. It just felt, it felt very realistic. That's like, it true. felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. But you could say that about any movie. It just yeah. happened that, like, this was life or death stuff because it was at this time yeah like it makes sense that their lives in sweden would have had to have sucked so bad for them to want to get on a boat for Mm -hmm. i don't know nine months or whatever to go to actually i guess it couldn't be nine months because christina did not give birth on this boat like i assumed that she would but it was at least i I feel like someone said like 10 weeks or something like that it was a while it was a couple months that they were on a boat yeah. Yeah, it's your your life has got to be pretty bad for you to go pick up everything and leave everyone you know right. and uh, try your luck in this new place that you don't know if it'll uh, succeed or not. Yeah. Um but yeah, I love the way that this movie tells this story. You know, this um uh, these two movies they're based on a series of four novels, uh four Swedish novels. Uh I forget the author's name right now. Uh, but these were like big blockbuster novels in like the 40s or so. Okay. And it seems the the first novel is a uh, is about their life in Sweden and then them going uh, on the boat to America. And then the second novel is their journey from when they land until when they get to Minnesota, okay. a period that is about half an hour in this movie, if that. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think that's really funny. Like, both of these books are about, like, you know, 450-page, you know, thick things. And uh, it's wild that uh, the first book is most of the movie. That yeah. is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in the, the second book, you know, to spice things up, like, um, another eight children die. Yeah, or, I don't know. You know. Uh, or another eight children are born. Uh, That's possible. Yeah, there's so yeah, many children. Um, but yeah, I really like... Uh, it, this movie feels like it is, you know, cut down from, like, two doorstopper novels like this. But it's it doesn't feel condensed right. it doesn't feel like anything is cut out you just see just like these snippets of life and and it feels very documentary style at times it feels mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like handheld shots where they're just like kind of following people around as they're like tilling soil right. and stuff yeah and uh you know that that scene where Liv Ullman is on the swing took two days to film presumably because like he was getting it from like every conceivable angle and like there were lots of like zooms and like following the the swing and uh but like they cut it all together and it feels very vibrant and alive yeah that's true and I'm not sure that I would enjoy the you know two novel version of this story maybe I would maybe it's a very well written book but I like the way that it's presented in this uh, in this film. I feel like uh, you know another filmmaker adapting this story might tell it in a much more traditional way. Right. Uh, in fact, this uh, this director uh, Jan Troel. This was only his third feature film, and his uh, first one was uh, not an avant-garde film, but like a very like realistic story about like a like a teenager in uh, in like like a contemporary. Swedish teenage film. Okay. And I, I think uh, he was picked for this project because of like the realism that was that he brought to his his movies. They they wanted it to feel uh feel like immediate. I guess. And, uh, yeah. Okay. If, if it gives his filmmaking gives it sort of like immediate quality. I feel like. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's um, even though there is some of it, it's not given like a polished historical kind of sheen. You know what yeah. I mean? In the way it doesn't feel period in. In, and you know what I mean? In yeah. a, like, codified sort of way. Yeah, and, and it's, and, you know, uh, like I said, there's a lot of handheld stuff, but it never, that also doesn't feel weird. Like, sometimes, uh, like, uh, we haven't watched it together yet, but we are about to watch the movie Public Enemies, and uh, that's a Michael Mann film about... Uh, Dillinger, the, right? Yeah, John, uh, yeah, John Dillinger, and, like, the hunt for him in Chicago, and it's a period film, to, uh, you know, taking place in the 40s and Michael Mann shoots it like a Michael Mann film with like the digital video that looks like digital video and like handheld shots and all that. And it feels wrong. <laughs> uh, it feels like people dressing up in costume. It feels right. like a like you're watching a reenactment on TV. Mm, okay. Uh, but this never feels like that. It's, it, it, it fits in with the the subject matter of the movie in a in a in a way that that works very well I feel yeah like. i agree um there's more a uh, weird uh, ephemera about this movie uh well uh, after this movie was quite successful in america uh jan troel uh made a, a, an american film which was uh i gotta find the name of this movie uh oh yeah it's called zandy's bride and it was an american western uh, where Gene Hackman uh, sends away for a mail order bride from Sweden, played by Liv Ullman. Man, yeah, worlds colliding. Yeah, and and that just sounds insane. <laughs> and I I want to watch this movie. It's yeah. probably awful. Let's do it. Uh, and uh, another thing is that um, this film, but probably more, The New Land served as a uh, rough basis for an American television show called that. The New Land. Yeah. Starring, among other people, Kurt Russell. Oh, my. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope he plays Robert. <laughs> I feel like the it's it's inspired by, so, like, all oh, of the okay. names are changes, but, like, it, the, the plot is just basically, like, hey, a Swedish family trying to make a go of it in, oh, okay. uh, in the West. It's not, like, Carl Oscar and, right, right. Uh, and Christina and stuff. But I find this fascinating. This appa- this seems like it was enough of a, a cultural thing in America uh, that uh, that really, they got like a. It's really TV interesting show. because um, it seems almost kind of forgotten. Yeah, this movie was not, as far as I know, this was never released on home video until the Criterion until Collection did, right, put which it out. Just came out. Yeah, like uh, two years ago yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, this is one of those movies that, uh, despite being nominated for Best Picture, because just nobody had a way to see it, or you know, the stu- the studio just never really thought of putting it out. Like it just didn't seem like uh, people were clamoring for it, and just no one got to see it, uh, which uh, is a shame. Because I really, it's it is, uh, it's a it's a very moving film at times. Um, and and it's this is it's also the kind of a story that like the like American movie going audiences at large used to gravitate towards like in mm-hmm. droves. Right. This is this feels like uh, it could have been like a big box office hit in the '90s or something if it was in English. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like it could have been like I don't know, Far and Away, <laughs> something. <laughs> I know. thought nobody went to see Far. And I don't away, know. I actually thing, don't know. But yeah. Um, this is not directly related, I guess, but I remember one of the reasons why 
I had no idea when this movie was happening until mm-hmm. they started talking about trains, and I was like, oh, this is the, the 1800s and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was because... Because my only experience with this, with Swedish immigration, mm-hmm. was in uh, the Sweet Valley Saga books. <laughs> okay. Where, um, where the Wakefields, like great, 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 great grandmother or something like that, comes over from Sweden on a boat. Somehow, I, I don't remember this exactly, so um, I may be incorrect. Uh, I was pretty sure it was the er, the late 1700s. I guess it could have been the early 1800s because I don't know their daughters like ride in a circus or something. They're in the mm-hmm. old west, but um, yeah, this girl comes from Sweden and she falls in love with an English guy uh, after she falls off a boat and he saves her because okay. you know. And all I could think was if this happened in this movie, they'd be dead. That person yeah. would be dead. You could mm-hmm. never find that person. Yeah. It would just be another one lost to the sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, but they can't. They they get separated when they get to America, and then they can't be together. Oh no! That's sad. It's yeah. very sad. Yeah. Although uh, ultimately, you know, good because they were uh, each uh, ancestors of different sides of the Wakefield family. So if they got married, th- then you know, uh, that, that would be the would've, end of the story. Yeah, yeah history would have changed. Been, uh, all yeah. of history would have yeah, been different. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like uh, it'd be like the Biff nineteen eighty five in exactly. uh, Back to the Future. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just I, that was my uh, very specific uh, tangent for about. Five people out there. Thank yeah, you for listening to a 90s YA corner. Yeah. Do you think uh, the author of the Sweet Valley Saga was a big fan of uh, the immigrants? <laughs> or did they just watch the new land on TV or something? <laughs> I, you know, I wonder about that. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I think that part of the thing with the Sweet Valley Saga is because it was they're very long epic books, but mm-hmm. uh, they go through like every part of history. Like, oh, yeah? yeah, they go through like, like each generation. Pyramids and stuff? Well, no, but <laughs> that would have been... That, that's the next sequel is uh, Sweet Valley Saga 5 is, you know, their 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 adventures with the pyramids and like and then, uh, you know, the Romans and the Huns, you know, they just work their way through all of history. Yeah. But no, it's but yeah, it starts with immigration to America and then there's the Old West and then there's um like flapper times and then there's world Man. war two and like and there's a generation in each one and they they get up to hijinks and mm-hmm. there's always twins and people doing dumb shit yeah i feel like there this is a kind of a thing that has a trend that has fallen off a bit in literature although there's definitely still things like this uh like it used to be so popular to write these like epic sagas of generations of one family right. exactly uh even though like like, what does it matter that these people are related, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're telling a story that spans, like, six generations, like, it doesn't really matter that uh, the person in the Old West is related to the person in the 60s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these are very popular things, yep. not just for, for tweeners uh, like yourself. Yep. I think it's I think it's interesting. Hashtag yeah. mildly interesting. Yeah. Yep. This feels like one of those things, although, uh, the, the immigrants does, although... I think I believe the books are just like you know this one family over like right, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So the emigrants was nominated uh, for uh, five Oscars, Mm -hmm. uh, best foreign language film uh, the year before, Uh and then uh, four Oscars uh, this year: best adapted screenplay, best actress in a leading role for Liv Ullman. 
Best Director, Jan Trell, and Best Picture. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it seems like it deserved all those things. Yeah, seems fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have some nice, like, cinematography and stuff on there, but there's yeah. also and, uh, uh, a lot of it on a boat. Well. So so I can understand it missing it. I don't know. Uh, Nyantral, uh, actually does all of his own cinematography for okay. most of his movies. And, um... Let's see. Yantro lost to Bob Fosse, which is fair. Yeah. Can't uh, can't argue with that. No. Uh, Liv Alvin lost to Liza Minnelli. Really, right. she, she didn't have a chance. Yeah. Neither of them did. That little powerhouse. <laughs> what a lady. Yep. Uh, and uh, the immigrants lost to the Godfather. <laughs> so you know. Right. Well, this is this is one of those years. They're like, what do we have that's more epic than this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have yet to watch Sounder for this uh, this podcast, and I haven't seen it all, and we uh, yet to rewatch The Godfather. But this seems like one of those years, uh, which is just like like any other year, like these movies could have eked out even more nom- even more right. wins, yeah. but just they were up against like the powerhouse of like Cabaret and, and Cabaret the and The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I didn't mean to just suddenly come to an abrupt halt, but mm-hmm. I just realized I was like. Might not have anything else to say about this. I mean, this. we've we've talked about it for a while. It feels like we didn't, but we we kind of this was like an old school episode where we summarized yeah, we the movie to explain, for the entire. Movie, I know we did, but episode. I felt like it, it's necessary in this case because um, it's much less likely that you know people will come into this episode having seen this movie. Yeah, this was all like for a long time. It seems like it's kind of a forgotten film. Luckily, it's it's been revived uh, in recent years by the Criterion Collection, but that's still like it's it's not on the channel. I was gonna ask. I couldn't. Remember yeah, I don't. I, I don't channel. think it is. Uh, it's only available on disc. Uh, but I highly recommend people seek it out, especially if you like uh, just sort of. I don't even know what what kind of genre this is, but it's a very just like realistic uh, like family drama. You got to uh, be ready to sit for a bit, though. There are long, por- especially in the beginning, there are long portions where it seems like nothing is happening. Yeah, uh, like like I said, uh, you know, it's a lot of like snippets or moments of things, and sometimes uh, an entire scene is just uh, Max von Sydow uh, tilling the soil for 30 seconds, and then that's it. Like, there's yep. nothing really happens. And, but you're kind of just watching these people living their lives. Yeah. And, and I feel like getting that for, like, a full 90 minutes or so really, like, uh, it makes the uh, the overwhelming misery of, like, the boat ride, it, 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 like, endears you to these characters. You know, you got to watch them live in their lives a little bit before. It's like... Uh, you know, I think about this with uh, in TV. One of my favorite things about TV is like these long twenty-four episode seasons where you can like live with these characters for mm-hmm. a really long time, and then like a, in a long-running show, you get to like season four or five, and they have these like gut-wrenching uh, moments. Uh, like you feel so bad for these characters, and it's really a feeling that you you can only get from spending that much time with these characters. Right. And obviously this is a very different thing. It's very compressed uh, compared to five seasons of a network television show. But, but it's the same sort of... a movie, it has Yeah, the it's same the same effect. sort of yeah. theory where you're just sort of living with these characters and spending time with them. And yeah. s- seeing the little moments, just seeing how they interact with their children yep. and seeing how uh, Carl Oscar and Christina get along together right. in bed at night. Uh, you know, things yeah. like that. Like there's a nice moment where um, when they're supposed to be leaving, uh, when, you know, they've already packed up and stuff and they're mm-hmm. going to America, like right before they're supposed to leave, 
uh, Christina grabs one of the kids and runs to the barn where they still have the swing is inside the barn mm-hmm. and she and and one you know whichever child it is yeah are just I don't even know what any of their children's yeah. names are one of the kids the 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 one who dies is Anna okay I think and yeah. I don't know any of the other children's <laughs> names yeah um but uh but yeah but she just swings on the swing with her kid when they're supposed to be leaving mm-hmm. to go meet everybody else and it's just like. Like, you've seen her on the swing a couple of times. And, you know, not just her first scene. She's like, she. there's also a scene in the middle of the movie where uh, it seems uh, suspect, like, sort of like she's run off to... When they're first, like, when they're young and married and stuff, mm-hmm. she, it seems like she's she's gone off to swing when she's supposed to be, like, milking cows and stuff like that. And the mm-hmm. mom shows up and, is like, kind of gives her the side eye. And yeah. she's like, all right. And she goes and she milks cows. <laughs> but, yeah, but it seems like... She just has to do this this last time because she's leaving the place where she grew up and yeah. everything that she knows. And mm-hmm. it like it's just kind of sum up in this little scene where like they she doesn't like say any of this. Yeah. But she just yeah, she just steals her child and runs mm-hmm. off to the swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful moment. I hope they I hope they make a swing uh, in the I new land. I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of trees. Uh, that's you know. true. Yeah. I think they, they could spare a, a tree. Uh, hopefully they can get some rope or something. Yeah, that's true. I did well. I guess we'll find out. I was yeah. like, I wonder how they're gonna get stuff up there, you know? Yeah, and uh, it could be tough, but like, uh, I think you, you just build yourself a cabin, you know? Yeah, but like, they don't. How? Well, I guess they're bringing all that. I guess they have all that stuff. They brought all their shovels. Yeah, they didn't bring any like you know cows or anything. They didn't bring any cows. They'll have to find some cows. They'll have to find some wheat to plant. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they'll move on to bigger and better crops. Uh, That's like, true. I don't know. What do you grow in in Minnesota? Cheese. Yeah, you, you grow cheese. You grow cheese. This is real dairy land. You don't really grow stuff there. Yeah, I, but also I, they could barely grow stuff in Sweden. That's so true. We'll see. Yeah, I wish them luck. We'll yeah. re- we'll report back on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be able to hear our thoughts in the new land on a Patreon episode. Uh, to be released at some point. Right. Uh, I don't really know when. Yeah. We gotta we gotta figure that stuff out. Yeah, we out. keep recording these things, but not actually finishing them. Yeah, so. but well, that means we'll have a big backlog of stuff, uh, you know, to, to release. Right. But it does mean that we have on. to start putting it out so that it exists so that people will sign up. We, yeah, we don't have, we don't wait for people to sign up and then start putting the things out. That's, that's not, true. That's not how Patreon, I know. I'm getting to, I'm works. getting to it. Okay. All right. We had to create our Patreon so we ridiculously did. We were not, early. We were not ready. No, I thought maybe like after a year we'd have a exactly. Patreon. Uh, so, so it'll take me a year to edit these episodes, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, then we'll have them up. That sounds sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I guess next week. Oh yeah, uh, in two weeks. Oh, two um, weeks. Sorry. In next two weeks, episode. Uh, the next say. episode is Sounder. Uh, seems like uh, I don't know too much about it. Seems like one of these boy and his dog dramas. Yeah, that's the uh, the things I know about this. Oh, it was basically like a children's book. Yeah, right? yeah, was I? I was pretty sure it was kids' book about a dog. Yeah. Um, I assume the dog dies because the dog dies in all children's books about dogs. Yeah, right. Except um, uh, in Shiloh, where he gets run over by a car, but he lives. Good for him. Yeah, and enough to for there to be a sequel, Shiloh season. Mm. And I know uh, Cicely Tyson is in this movie and apparently yeah. rules, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to give a shout out to Katie. Yeah. Who, who left okay. us a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think you I think you are always promising that you are going to do ridiculous things for people who leave us a review and somebody finally did. 
and I had to remember to mention it. What was I going to... You were going to buy it? a cheesesteak. Oh. Yep. Well, come find me. <laughs> we'll discuss it. Yep. Um, uh, that was my last point yeah. of order. That was all the business Fair I enough. had. Um, thank you, everybody who's listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, please uh, rate us on iTunes. Leave us a little review. Just because one person did it doesn't mean uh, the rest <laughs> of you are off the hook. Right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at nominees pod and i know we have more downloads than we have followers on twitter more <laughs> more downloads per episode than followers on twitter so uh follow us on twitter yeah if more people follow us uh we might post things that are interesting that's true i mean you you always have the ideas for the interesting things but i'm in charge of the twitter that's true i forgot to do it all the time. <laughs> I, i'm so bad at social media in general i don't understand it i don't know why i would want to broadcast my thoughts to people same yeah like no wonder we have a podcast right yeah uh, <laughs> i post uh dumb jokes on facebook but it's they're so infrequently that like i'm always worried no one will see it anymore because yeah. i'm not in because the... you're not in the algorithm yeah. anymore. yeah uh, like like months go by between like my one-liners on facebook uh then that's my the entirety of my social media uh, <laughs> output uh that being said you can also follow us on instagram at nominees pod <laughs> Uh, leave us an email uh, at uh, nominespod at gmail.com. Uh, yep. We will we'll read your email on the air, unless it sucks. Yep. Um, interact with us in any way uh, you can. If you yeah. see us in person, uh, say you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's how I get most of my interaction, honestly, yeah. is people tell me in person. Um... Those are all the things, right? I think we got all the things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you didn't mention our website, um, which is, you know, nominateswere.podbean.com. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that for weeks. Yeah. That's I fine. thought uh, I thought we got, like, a, a real website for a second. Uh, oh. Like, <laughs> no, not biz. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't forget to... <laughs> Squarespace and, yeah. and set up... No, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we don't, don't have that to... sweet, sweet Squarespace sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, www.imdb.com. <laughs> yeah, That's right. where we get all of our uh, interesting information. Yeah. Um, that is the end of the podcast. That is the end of the end of episode. Yep. Uh, later. Later. Okay, so we have to talk about cats. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> we have to talk about cats because the, the, the trailer dropped today and uh, it is it is insane, it is awful, and it is almost definitely going to be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> I, like, we're living, in a, a bold we're living in a new world, a post-Green Book age, <laughs> a post-Bohemian Rhapsody world. You know, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, cats is a cats is an Oscar contender. Yep. Despite the fact that it looks like insane hot garbage, it looks like a literal nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you have a dream and something's not quite a cat, not quite a human. <laughs> I've never had that dream, but I I I believe you. I mean, I did tell you about how just recently I had a dream that had a baby with an adult head. So, That's true. Yeah. Okay, so the the the, the thing about cats is it's a musical 
about cats. Yeah. Uh, they're they're literal cats. They sing songs about how they are cats. Uh-huh. And that's it. Yeah. This is the entire thing. Yeah. There's there's not a plot. There's no plot. I don't remember a plot. I don't know. The last time I saw it, I was, what, 11? Uh-huh. And I didn't I, I have never seen cats, yeah. for the record. I have never seen cats. Uh, I just have I have sung memory at karaoke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the record, I has uh, around the time from when I was like uh, like 9 to 12, I saw a lot of Broadway musicals because my mom wanted me to. And uh, they have left almost no impression on my on my right. mind. You were a child. I don't remember what any of the plots to any of them were. Uh, so Cats may, may very well have a plot, and I don't know what it is. But it, uh, the thing that I remember about it is that the set is the the, the play takes place in an, in an alley because they're alley cats. Yeah. And so the set is just garbage, but it's huge garbage because they're little cats. Right. And in the middle of the stage, up on the top, there's a giant ever ready car battery. Yeah. That's all that I remember about cats. That's that's why I love the design of cats. And they sing and it's probably amazing and I don't know. So this is one of the questions that I had yeah. as a person who saw cats. Yeah. Uh, is the problem because I said after we watched this trailer that every time that I saw these human cats yeah. in human places in cat size, it was horrifying. Yeah. When they were just in an alley, I was like, sure, okay, this is weird, I'm yeah. down. But whenever they were like in a bedroom, or yeah. like, I was like, why is this happening? Yeah, because um, it, they're at a scale where, like, the, there's plenty of movies where humans are much smaller than they're supposed to be, but they're always smaller than that. Yeah. And so, this is a very unsettling size for human looking characters. To right. Be. And make no mistake, like, they look like humans. Yeah, like, that's but they're the cat. It's like, they scale them down to the size a cat would be. Yeah. But at that size, a human is smaller than a cat. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. And I don't like it. And also, they're all standing up on they're two legs. They're all standing up on two legs. Why does... I don't understand. Yeah. Make them walk on all fours. Actually, and well, I guess that would make it hard to stage Cats the musical. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, they should get that girl from the viral tweet where she has learned to run like a horse. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Have her do Make all the choreography. Like yeah. Uh, the, also, the thing about this movie is uh, Tom Hooper decided to give it the aesthetic of, like, I don't know, fucking Tron Legacy or something. <laughs> Everything is like, there's, like, neon movie theaters and stuff. Or Everything is in, like, a haze. Everything's <laughs> the like Detective Pikachu. Yeah, static. everything's like like in green and pink uh, haze and stuff. And the musical that I saw on Broadway was just like everything was black and gray. It looked like Batman. It looked like Tim Burton's <laughs> Batman. I mean, it was oh, the eighties. Yes. Uh, the the aesthetic was um, was wet city yeah. with steam coming out of things. Yeah, it was great. There was you know chain link fence uh, all over the place. That's my cats. What is this cats? No, I don't have any attachment I feel like to cats. The analogy in my head, because I didn't see cats, but I did see rent. And, you know, uh, I literally could talk four hours about rent and oh, yes. all of its problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that I think, uh, one of the many problems I think of the movie compared to the show is that the show just kind of, it takes place in Alphabet City, but it, it doesn't have a set. They yeah. just they just have scaffolding that they move around to mm-hmm. give the vague impression of things, yeah. and then when they made a movie, they're like, "Well, we gotta actually put this in buildings." Yeah, and and I feel like Cats is the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like once uh, 
once you try to put these nonsense happenings in the real world, you're like, oh, I see. This yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and they're and they're horrifying cat bodies, <laughs> uh, where they they have fur, but it doesn't actually look like real fur. Like you watch, like I don't know, Monsters Inc. or something, and they got hair down pat. You know, Pixar yeah. knows how to do hair. This is not. This doesn't look like hair or fur or anything. They got these glossy bodies, except Fat Rebel Wilson cat who has fur. Yeah. Why is she the only one with fur? She also like. Okay. Also, like, Jennifer Hudson looks like she's wearing a big fur coat. <laughs> yeah. Like, she doesn't look like a cat. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's in the musical Cats. Yeah. Also, like, you know, clearly the uh, they filmed all these actors in, like, leotards and, you know, cat suits. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they're, they're wearing these skin, there's the skin-tight things. Uh, when you put that on a human body, you get, like, outlines of boobs yeah. and stuff. on the cats on the don't have boobs. Yeah, and so, like, you see Rebel, Rebel Wilson, and she's got, like, sort of the formation of boobs on her chest, yeah. but they don't but they don't look like human boobs, and right. cats don't have boobs, right. and I don't understand. Yeah. I can't believe I talked about cat boobs for 30 seconds just now. <laughs> this is the world we're living in now. Oh, man. Cat, the, cat, the Cats trailer has ruined my brain. I, you know, I didn't think of this until now, but I just thought, I wonder how DeviantArt feels about the Cats trailer. Oh, my God. This movie was made for DeviantArt. <laughs> so it's DeviantArt come to life. Yeah. No, it's not, because the Cats don't have enough boobs. That's true. They should, <laughs> they should have. I'm just imagining they have, like, a tw- 20 boobs all over their body. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my god, cats. cats. And it was directed by Tom Hooper, who has directed an Oscar winning. The King's Speech won Best Picture. Yep, yes, and it did. And Miz was nominated. And I'm not entirely sure he has directed any other feature films. I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Actually. That might be it. He directed the John Adams miniseries. And, like, oh, his films are, are, are so aesthetic. There's so much <laughs> going on, and it's never quite good. Okay. <laughs> I thought you liked the King's Speech. I like the King's Speech, but kind of in spite of everything about it. Okay. <laughs> in spite of everything about the visual design of the film. It's like a good story that is told in a very strange way. Oh, uh, Tom Hooper also directed The Danish Girl. Oh, He has okay. 23 directing credits. Well, I imagine a lot of them are of television. Them, yeah. Two of them are Capital One ads. Uh, two of the most recent ones. Sure. I just, just want to mention uh, they. Uh, I his don't. I can't believe that's listed have IMDb on, credits. That's insane. Apparently. Oh, he did the Damned United too. That's also a oh, okay. Yeah. I did also I actually film. see that movie? I don't know. I know you don't, but like <laughs> I. Oh my god, that is a movie that I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, fun. I like Michael Sheen. I like British indie movies. I'm gonna check that out. And I legitimately have no memory of whether I did or not. So I have vague memories of watching like Michael Sheen be upset in a movie uh, yeah, from the mid two thousands where everything right. is wet. But like, yeah, that's so many different movies. Well, if it helps, this movie came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it would have been wet. It's about soccer. Yeah, but like, but it's, he doesn't it's, play it's in soccer. England. Everything is damp. Oh, that's true. Uh, so all movies that take place in England are kind of wet. Yeah. Honestly. 
Yeah. But, oh my God, that's so weird. I have no idea whether I saw that movie or not. I saw the John Adams miniseries, and it's good, but also, like, it's a, it's the kind of thing that the very first shot of the miniseries is, like, a landscape uh, where it's just, like, uh, it's just, like, 60% field and 40% like sky like the horizon is very high up in the frame and it's tilted it's a canted angle uh tilted this way and then you're just watching like a cart like or you know uh, a carriage just like slowly uh ride across the landscape and you're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> what how why is this the the john adams miniseries <laughs> and everything is like dirt and mud and I mean, that was the style at the time. I know, and but there's there's so many Dutch angles in that it's insane. <laughs> Tom Hooper is a crazy man. 